0: BLOB TALK RADIO -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your sign? Do you know? Let me guess You're Scorpio What's your rising? Where's your moon? Scorpios are pretty cool. See, I'm a sage. <laughs> so they say. Martin, and
1: you're listening to Inside Connection Radio, an astrology show for those of you who would like to get a reading. Oh, beautiful day here in LA! Fall, autumn, is happening all across the country. I've been hearing about it from the East Coast. They even had a little snow in upstate New York. They've had plenty of snow already in the Midwest, and uh, we've had some chilly nights here in Southern California. It's just beautiful. And uh, now that we're in the time of the Scorpion. Uh, we know what that means The leaves are falling off the trees And the frost is on the pumpkin So um, let's jump right in And take a look at the Global Energy Minute And um, that would be the horoscope Of where the planets are right now So the sun went into Scorpio like Two days ago So it's almost at 2 degrees Scorpio It's not really quite yet conjunct Saturn But it will be within another week We'll talk a little bit more about that next week That's sort of a heavy focal time When the Sun conjoins Saturn Each year Um, The Moon right now tonight Is in Cancer at about 11 degrees And it's making a T-square With Uranus in Aries And Pluto in Capricorn A T-square is when three planets are at Right angles to each other, and one of the pair, one of the pairs, uh, is in opposition, meaning that they're opposite each other, and then one arm makes a T. Uh, this is a very tense um, alignment between the Moon and Uranus and Pluto, and if you've had any sort of. Um, well, Tension at work, tension with somebody who might be very strong-willed If you've had any tension with your mother, if you've had any tension going around, you know Hypersensitivity remains the name of the game with the moon as part of this T-square And Uranus is strong wills that are not backing down Mercury's retrograde, and that's going to be the name of the game tonight on the show Um, We're going to be looking at... um, Uh, What the Mercury retrograde in Scorpio means It is actually retrograde and heading back to Saturn So there is some serious conversation Some serious deep looking at our stuff Some serious, serious, serious um, uh, Insightful and uh, emotionally intense things that are going on Venus in Sagittarius uh, Nicely placed It's not making any trouble hanging out there Mars in Virgo Five degrees, making a really nice trine with Pluto. Um, this is, uh, if you've got some work to get done, you will have the energy and the initiative to get it done, Mars and Virgo being an energy that allows for us to attend to the details and still <clears throat> find enthusiasm in the project. Jupiter, 20 degrees, uh, Cancer. Uh, The Moon is conjunct Jupiter, it could, you know, or will be within the next few hours It can make us a little hypersensitive, but in a nice way I think in in a more overly protective, overly nurturing kind of way Saturn Scorpio, we talked a little bit about that And um, the uh, Uranus-Pluto square is very, very strong um, Moving into these last few days of October Uh, Neptune, 2 degrees Pisces not really creating too many problems there either. There's no air in the chart, so if communication is difficult for y'all, that's because there's no air right now. We could also be seeking out communication venues, places where people are, you know, like trying to interpret or communicate for us. Um, one of the difficult things that you can see publicly about Mercury retrograde is is Obamacare and the problem that they're having with the website Mercury retrograde. Definitely rules uh, website and computer related issues Because Mercury rules uh, all forms of communication I did just want to add one thing For those of you who follow the show And I happen to notice it In the, um, the Planetary Position Reference Book Also known as the Ephemeris of the Planets That um, we're going to be going into the new year With a Venus retrograde And then Mars is going to be in Libra From uh, December Of 2013 All the way until July of 2014 And in the middle of that time You can imagine there's going to be a long and lengthy Mars retrograde in Libra Coming March, April and May of 2014 So if you're wanting to prepare For retrograde periods Now would be a good time To take a look at those Um, That's your Global Energy Minute I'm Dr. Craig Martin And you're listening to the Inside Connection Radio I've got a caller, let's go there Hi, 310. It's it's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection.
2: Hi, Dr. Craig.
1: Hi. Who is this?
2: This is Jill.
1: Hi, Jill. Have you called into my show before?
2: I have not.
1: Okay. Well, I see you're calling from a 310, so perhaps you're in L.A. I
2: am in L.A. in Lamita.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll open up the astrology software And I will be uh, happy to uh, do a reading for you Lomita, Palos Verdes, right?
2: Correct, yes
1: Yeah, yeah San Pedro, Lomita I know that area We have good friends down there Jill, what's your last name? Kroll Say it one more time
2: Kroll, it's C-R-O-W-E-L-L
1: Got it and your birthday
2: seven twenty two sixty
1: nine and do you know your time of birth
2: eleven forty six p m
1: and your place of birth
2: los angeles
1: uh, up here in the city
2: yes right in downtown
1: got it well, that's what the the software will read for downtown. Fantastic. So, um, are you married? No. No. Uh are are you in a relationship right now? Yes. We it together.
2: Difficult? Um in the past, yes.
1: But not right now. Not recently?
2: Not. Not right now, no. Okay. There's a um, little strain financially, but other than yeah. that, we're fine.
1: Yeah. So um, let's take a look what's going on. Well, you, you know you have um, Aries Rising. Do you know that about your chart? Yes. Do you own your own house? I'm sorry? Do you own your own house?
2: Um, no. Yes. We're renting no. right now.
1: Have you owned a house before? Yes. Yeah, it's, you you, know, you have the sun and Mercury. It's just really drawing me to the fourth house, which is the house of you know like ownership. And I mean, you really like being the queen of your own castle. So I guess even if you're renting, you probably think of it as your own.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you have Aries rising, and it makes you strong-willed. You know, and then Mars itself is in um, Sagittarius, which is another fire sign. Mars would be your ruling planet, Sagittarius. So. You have a strong personality, you really like to seek the truth You know, you probably like travel And you and you like philosophy and spirituality And you're fascinated with the hidden Because your Mars and Sag is in the 8th house Which is the house of Scorpio Then you have Moon and Scorpio, Neptune and Scorpio All of that means that you're really very intuitive Kind of a very um, deep thinker Somebody who's sort of a philosopher at heart And um, somebody who really demands Uh, A lot of honesty and a lot of truth From the relationships that she's in And um, that's not always easy to find You know, to have like Moon and Scorpio There's a more, you know, sort of Simpler interpretation of it Which is that you just like, you know Being with somebody that's, you know, sexually um, uh, Let's say just good and bad You like being with somebody that can satisfy you sexually With all that Scorpio in your chart But it's much more important Is that there's trust that there's trust in a relationship. So, if your relationship recently hasn't become more difficult, I'm wondering if actually it's become more serious and more sort of more more positive and more serious. Has there been anything like that?
2: Absolutely. He moved um from Texas out here to Win my heart back. <laughs>
1: Got it. Okay. Well, you know, Saturn's in your seventh house, and that's the house of marriage and relationships. And you do have the moon in Scorpio in the seventh house, which is about how, you know, you're emotionally uh, connected to having relationships that, again, meet your need for uh, growing and um, intimacy on every level. Not just sexual intimacy, but really emotional intimacy, because if you can't trust someone, that's not good for Jill. Not good at all And, you know, there, you could have a little conflict with being a Leo And having that kind of energy Because you're probably really private About certain personal things And um, your relationship in particular You want for it to be discreet And you definitely want to have something going on in the relationship That other people are not a part of Because, um, you know, Moon and Scorpio You want to have something that's special for you and your partner But Leo... Um, is usually wanting more of the attention and to be out there and Mars and Sagittarius Like you're a fiery person, you've got a lot of strong desire to do, um, you know, make yourself known Make yourself seen, make yourself uh, available to, to the creative experience of the world Now some of that is in the, the fourth house, like I said And you want to be able to do a lot of that in the home you don't you don't mind being sort of the leader and someone who takes charge and has a vision and wants to, you know, accomplish things in the home. But it's more than that. With your ruler in the 8th and with your Venus in the 2nd house, you want to be able to make your own money and um you really want to be able to um, you know, have a have a more of a of a say. You're definitely not the kind of woman I imagine who just, you know, wants to sit in the shadows and be told what to
2: do. <laughs> not me. <laughs>
1: So, you know, a big question really is Have you encountered somebody in the last year Who you feel has been dishonest with you? Have you had a sort of betrayal experience this past year, 2013? Yes Okay, and is that resolved? No No, yeah, because Neptune is still really square your Mars and um, you got to be careful, you know. There's there's a lot of underhanded, not nice, backstabbing shit going on there. Sorry, I swore again on the radio.
2: <laughs> oh my.
1: <laughs> um. So, how can I help you out with that situation? Because that's really standing out to mention to you.
2: Well, I'm just wondering if I should proceed according to what I thought I wanted to do, my original proceed,
1: plan. Proceed according to your original plan. Do you want to get into some detail with it?
2: Uh, I don't think that's in my best interest.
1: To, to get into some it's detail work, about it's that? Work
2: relate, it's work-related. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's good then for for you know to have your astrologer be able to like sort of warn you that some of this um deceptive and backstabby stuff that's going on that's not very nice isn't really going to end until um until Neptune passes back across your Mars. I'm looking for a date here for you so that you can find out find some relief. But it's not creating any litigation, right? You're not in a lawsuit.
2: I'm looking at one
1: You're looking at one And, okay, astrology doesn't recommend that for you right now Just so you know Okay Um, And I don't normally say that I don't normally make those kinds of recommendations But Neptune, square your Mars And your Mars is in Sagittarius, which is about the law And Neptune's in Pisces And it's in the 11th so, uh, so it could be somebody who you might have even thought was a friend or, you know, that you considered a friendly, ener- a friendly kind of energy at some point. But, um, but it's not in your favor because this person will basically lie through their teeth and potentially get away with it. And if you lie, you won't get away with it. <laughs> so right. so that, that's, that's the sort of conundrum. There. I made up for swearing with, by using a big word um, That's the conundrum <laughs> That's the conundrum there of, um, of Neptune squaring your natal Mars Is that the, the Neptune person can be deceptive But you're really not allowed to Because it's trying to clear that out of you karmically it's like saying like you don't want to oh. behave that way you don't want them to behave that way you don't like that when somebody does that to you so you don't want to behave that way yourself. Correct. Yeah. And um and I would I would yeah, I would try and like lower your ego down in the situation and get out of it um as 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 quickly and easily as you possibly can. It'll all be over probably by the first of the year. Because conveniently, Neptune is at 3 degrees and 13 minutes, which is exactly where your Mars is on New Year's Day. So it will be moving past that. I would think the most intense part of it, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to have some negotiation or some kind of settlement or some kind of mediation or involve someone else. It just means don't really press it. If this person keeps acting in a, you know, in an elusive and deceptive and slippery kind of way, they're not going to come around. You're not really going to be able to force them to. Right. Okay?
2: Okay. 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 Um, and
1: uh, you're sorry, not planning on moving, with, are you? You're planning on moving? Planning on buying a house uh, next I'd like year? to be
2: in a bigger place. Yeah, it could
1: happen this coming year, maybe in the summer. Jupiter is going to move right into your fourth house. Brilliantly, that's the house of home and where you live. You have two important planets there, and um, it looks to me like you're going to be moving in 2014 into something that you really can feel a lot more proud of with that, you know, be able to put that Leo pride back into your home.
2: Okay, awesome. All right. Does With the um, <clears throat> the previous thing, are, does that say anything about my job, like where I'm at with that?
1: What do you mean, where you're at with it? I mean,
2: because I, I got <laughs> There's going to be uh, changes. Fired. There's
1: going to be, yeah, there's definitely changes at work. So, but uh-huh. what is, you, meant you were going to continue, oh, you're, you were going to continue along with your previous path. Um, it, it, it says that whatever it is that you want to be doing for your career uh, is in flux and transformation. Like, you don't even want to get back into the same thing necessarily. That's what's so hard. You have Pluto at your midheaven. And um, the midheaven is the line of the career Pluto is death and transformation So when someone has Pluto at the midheaven A lot of times they do lose their job Or their job changes in a lot of a lot, You know, in, in a radical kind of way So you did have sort of like a, you know The death of your job You lost your job So, but plutonic energy has to do also with rebirth And it always brings something better so, um, you know, how mm-hmm. are you going to go about focusing on making something, you know, positive happen? Um, I don't see that there should be too much of a problem in doing that. As Saturn moves more through... Saturn rules your midheaven because you have Capricorn there. And as Saturn continues to move through Scorpio, I think it's going to make some positive aspects in your from your seventh house to some planets at work. Yeah, I... I, I you're going to be fine for work. Let's not worry about that right now. All right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would say, you know, if, if you wanted me to give you dates and stuff like that, I could do that. Um, eh. look, we don't have to do that right now.
2: No, I think you gave me some some hope. That's all I look for. We don't have
1: to do that right now. We're going to 2013. Yeah, I just, you know, really, honestly, keep persisting. Mars is even in Virgo And, um, even in late November, right before, right after Thanksgiving, it's going to go into your, um, actually, it's going to go into your sixth house at the beginning of November, just next week, but it's going to, it's going to make an aspect to several planets in your sixth house, which is the house of work. It's going to bring a lot of energy to your work-related house. I'll be sorry, I'll be, I'll be really surprised if you're not, um, you know, definitely in a situation that you like by by December, mid December, um, Mars is going to conjunct your um your um your Uranus and then your Jupiter. Something better is going to come along before the end of the year. Excellent.
2: That's good news. All right, hun.
1: Year. You're welcome yes, to call in any time. So much, it was Dr. really nice Craig. to speak to you tonight.
2: You too, take care. All right.
1: Have a good night. Bye bye. So I only have a few minutes, and I'm going to take a look at that and talk about that retrograde mercury. And retrogrades in general, we know, are a review. It's where we want to be able to review what it is we've been able to accomplish and put out there. So we're certainly getting a strong review of, uh, you know, Obamacare. And Obamacare is interesting as a representation of Scorpio because it's about a collective insurance policy where everyone is paying in, and then people can buy in, and they can get – Um, you know, basically like public subsidized health insurance because everyone needs to be in the pool. So, um, that's a very Scorpio thing because we all own the insurance company, so to speak. Now, just like everybody kind of owns the educational system, right? If you live in a city and you pay school tax because you're a property owner, you effectively really kind of like are a co-owner in the school system, and then the school system owes you the education of your children and the children in your neighborhood. That's Scorpio because that's a sharing of resources. And Scorpio is about shared resources. So the retrograde mercury uh, is difficult for um, for this kind of huge negotiation for the um, affordable care thing in our government. And um, it's unfortunately not going to go direct until um, um, December. Uh, no, it's I'm sorry. It goes direct in November. I'm off by a month. It goes direct in November and right around the middle of November. So the the um you we won't really see any forward movement really too much with Obamacare until after the tenth of November. And um that you know, that's happening on every level, personally and um, politically and governmentally Like we also have been hearing that Snowden released some more information That we were actually spying on France And Germany and they're like really And Italy and they're really not like happy About that that the leaders Like you know Angela Merkel The the the, the, the Prime Minister of Germany I mean we, apparently we tapped her Cell phone or something like that You know they're not happy With that right now that's also Retrograde Mercury and Scorpio, because Scorpio having to do with the hidden, subversive, underworld, um, it has to do with suspicious behavior, and Mercury is about communication. So if we were like tapping or spying, that's very Mercury and Scorpio. If it goes retrograde, then that information comes out because it's being reviewed, the actions that were taken. Um, this is also happening in our, you know, our personal relationships So if you are uh, not telling someone the truth uh, right now in your life Then you shouldn't be surprised if they find out <laughs> um, you know, what's, um, what's been going on with you Because there's a strong energy to have that flushed out To, to, you know, to not be able to hide Because of the retrograde Mercury in Scorpio could have its own sort of Devious behaviors, but when it goes Retrograde, it's brought out Because the retrograde motion Forces the stalling Of the forward motion of that plan And it forces it into the light To be reviewed um, A.k.a. Uh, um, Obamacare and, and how that's being um, You know, put under the microscope Right now and being reviewed quite Seriously. The The Scorpio is a is complicated. It's a complicated sign. Um, being a water sign, it's uh, it has to do with perceptiveness, a real perceptiveness. And cancer as a water sign has to do with uh, sensitivity to um, caring. Caring and um, the kind of nurturing and caring that we give, and a sensitivity like if you, you know, see a homeless person on the street, or you get something in the mail, please give to these, you know, wounded animals, or starving children, or people who are sick, or whatever. Save uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, all these different charities. <clears throat> that, that appeals to the cancerian side of us because we're connected to nurturing and caring. We actually, you know, we're high functioning. We care. That's water. Scorpio, though, is about perception. It's about it's about an ability to perceive things going on underneath the surface um, without necessarily having to be told. Because there's, again, there's a sensitivity to. Um, To interacting with another human being and a perceptiveness that says I can sense what it is that you're really saying Scorpios have an ability to be able to read between the lines so when we have a a retrograde mercury in Scorpio what we're really getting is a heightened sense of being able to read between the lines which is why certain things get flushed out just to add Pisces is also sensitive but on a collective level on a collective unconscious level a Pisces person will feel very sad or weird on a particular day if there's you know An earthquake on the other side of the earth, even though they haven't even heard about it yet on the news And that, you know, the more they're connected to people, like if it happens to family or friends They can feel it because they're deeply immersed in the collective unconscious That means like an energy pattern that's existing between us that's not really visible It's not something that necessarily we see as physical although it's certainly a part of the physical plane, even though as human beings we haven't yet tapped into how to really, say, monitor that or... Quantify it or whatever But that sort of psychic plane of sensitivity it, it exists as a physical reality I'm certain of that as well It's something that um, we might be able to see With that, you know, Carillion photography um, And other different ways of picking up on it As an actual thing that surrounds the body um, But Pisces is really connected to that The Mercury in Scorpio has to do with perception Intuition, insight perceptiveness. Scorpio is like a detective. There's there's extreme keen observation skills. Every little nuance of human behavior. You know, we love these shows, you know, where we have these detectives, no matter who it is, uh no matter who the detective is, you know, it could be um Luther on um, on the BBC or it could be uh, Sherlock You know, it could be um, Patrick Jane on The Mentalist We like those characters because they're very scorpionic They're gathering information And we're so impressed by their really astute observation skills Because their mind is working at that speed to gather those details and to observe all of those subtle subtle changes and subtle influences in behavior or the physical world around them. Mercury in Scorpio heightens that for all of us. We're all in an acutely more observant phase of development between now and the 10th of November. So with that, I'm going to send you out into the world to be more observant and see what it is that you see in an effort to become more clear and create a deeper intimacy with the people who are around you and the people that you would like to um, have a stronger connection with. I hope everybody is well tonight. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I'll be here next Thursday on the Inside Connection. Good night.